You're listening to the Woman Power Zone podcast with host Ariel Hubbard, empath, energy worker, and massage therapist who shares secrets and stories of women's empowerment, learned from over 32 years of working in holistic healing arts and talking with thousands of women about their amazing life stories. If you are seeking ways to grow, pivot, heal, and up-level your life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Ariel Hubbard. Welcome to Woman Power Zone, a safe space for learning, growing, healing, and empowerment. Today, our guest is Emily McFetridge, banker, and she educates us about the power of money. Emily McFetridge has been in the banking industry since 2016, starting as a teller and is the manager of a local community bank five years later. In the duration of her banking career, she learned the value of quality customer service. And as one of her clients, I can tell you, she's amazing. So sorry, shameless plug for Emily. Woo-hoo! The power of financial knowledge and the importance of financial stability, especially as a young woman, and even, oh my God, dare I say, as we get older, oh, today she's <laughs> going to help us connect with the power of money and expand our understanding of how to relate to it in an empowered way. Welcome, Emily. Thanks for coming. Thanks really? for having me. Oh, totally. So glad that you're here. So I've got some fun questions that you and I, we talked, we were trying to think about what would people want um, to learn about if they are newer to this, or maybe you're not new ladies, but you know, um, there might be some information in this pod that you are not familiar with. And I'm hoping that you're going to come out of this podcast, having learned something or expanding your knowledge base. So I wanted to talk with you first about the importance of credit, Emily, could you tell us why credit is so important and what we can do to make changes in our credit if we need to? Yeah. So your credit, your credit score is basically how banks and credit unions, they view it as your like dependability score, so to speak. So are you dependent on making your payments on time? Can you, are you up to date on all of your loans? Um, This affects purchasing a home, getting a credit card, getting an auto loan. It affects renting. If you want to rent, they check your dependability score, right? Um, It also affects getting a phone, which you wouldn't think that I know, right? Like you wouldn't think that your credit score would have anything to do with that, but it does because you have to pay off your phone, right? If you get the brand new iPhone 13 and you don't have $1,500 to cough up right away, you can finance it through your regular payments, but they have to check your credit. And so your credit is so important throughout your life, especially once you turn 18, Mm -hmm. it is like the foundation of being an adult. everybody if you're loving this show and you want to make a difference please go to apple podcast ratings and give the show a five-star rating thanks so much it's appreciated so um something that i usually recommend to my clients is if you have a credit card keep it under 30 percent usage that is such a great tip because if you keep your credit, your, your usage under 30%, your credit score will increase. And I'm not licensed to talk about, you know, <laughs> to give advice on credit, but that is something that I personally have used. And yes, it's yes. amazing. It is amazing. It does yeah. make a difference. And if you go over that, your credit score will dip. And yeah. I've tracked my credit score 
And if I've gone over it because I made a big purchase, like say I want to buying something for a business expense, right. um, it will drop down if you, if you go over that 30%. Yeah. And I think even some companies, they look at it even less than that. So that's why it's really important to pay attention. My, and this is just my experience is not only um, keeping that spending low, but also when the opportunity presents it to ask them to increase your credit, le- your, um, yep. your limit. Level. Right. So that if then that way you're, you look like you're less than 30, you look like you're 20. If they, right. 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 And you, you can ask your current companies to, to do that. And sometimes they'll send you letters. I was just yeah. recently saying, yeah. hey, we increase your limit. You definitely can. And that's something to pay attention to, too. If you are making a big purchase, um, especially around the holiday season, it's really important to manage what you're putting on your credit card compared to what you're putting on your uh, debit card, whether you're purchasing in cash, but make sure you're not going outside of your budget. Yes. Even though you have a higher credit limit, that doesn't mean that you can afford the $10,000 credit limit that you have been given. Right. So, and the uh, that's such a really, I mean, my gosh, that's so important. And the other piece of that that I've experienced about this, because I've also been studying this for years, and I'm so glad that you're here to share this, is that it's um, one of the ways to use credit cards is you you pay off what you spend every month. That increases your your credit score, yeah. and you you always pay it off every month. And what that does is it not only increases your credit score, but um, it looks good just in other areas of your life. And you get offered other opportunities. Other financial organizations will offer you loans and other opportunities based on whether you pay off your card every month. It's also a way to leverage things like airplane miles, you know, points, um, money back. There are different types of credit cards for getting money, cash back, that kind of thing. There's a lot of different stuff out there where if you spend responsibly, um, like you can get for Delta, if you get a SkyMiles card, as an example, you actually get um, access to more benefits where you can upgrade you can upgrade your travel, your right. experience. You can go to Delta Club, stuff like that. Right. There's a lot out there. This is a whole industry. And I don't want to spend all our time talking about it, but I wanted to at least bring it to our attention. So I'm glad you did that for us. I really, really appreciate that. Did I skip anything or did we miss anything about credit? Did anything else? No, I mean, I think that basically covers the, the basics of credit. Yes. So, and there are three different credit bureaus. And you need to check your credit to make sure they didn't make any mistakes. So you get one free annual credit report every year. So you have, there's three different credit bureaus. And if you look at them, they kind of track your credit differently, so to speak. Like there's different percentages of what matters most um, in regards to like how many loans you have, how often you've paid them off. Um, like if you have a high balance on your credit card and you only pay the minimum balance every month, then you're, you're paying that extra interest on that, that remaining balance, right? Which does hurt your credit a little bit because you have that higher than 30% usage on your credit card. So um, each credit bureau measures those differently. So it's really important to check. And it's also really important for fraud protection too, to make sure your identity is not being stolen and used for credit cards or whatever. Exactly. And those agencies all offer their own services to pay attention to that. 
Yeah. There's also other organizations. There's one called Credit Karma where it can check on things every month for you too. But it's important to make sure that your information is accurate and to protest it if it's not. Yes. Um, and here's the thing, you know this, Emily, um, when people sign legal documents, they use things like DocuSign. And now some of these businesses will use your credit reports to verify that your identity to be able to sign documents. So yeah. the inaccurate information in your credit reports, um, sometimes they won't let you sign documents. Wow. So it's really important to verify that um, the information in your credit report is accurate. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a thing. They make mistakes sometimes at those agencies. So it's important to check to make sure everything on there is accurate and true. Yes. Fantastic. Well, I'm glad we talked about that. That's really important. Mm -hmm. So as a banker, you're familiar with a wide variety of financial services. And I was going to ask you, if you're going to recommend tools that would empower people, what would you suggest? I think something that is very intimidating for a lot of people, but most banks offer is financial planners. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. Financial planners, they could go by many different names, but basically their job is to look at your full financial picture, your savings, your credit cards, your loans, everything. I recently went, met with a financial planner and he literally asked me my whole life story. Wow. And so this man knows <laughs> more things about me than I wanted, but it's so that <laughs> way he can get the bigger picture of what I want in the future, what I need right now, and to help me set myself up for success. And so utilizing a financial planner to plan your life, plan your 401k, plan your retirement, um, it can help you plan to save for vacations, save for a home. And it, he can, he or she can set you up with goals of how to achieve that budgeting and give you some kind of advice. Like if you don't have a will, that's super important too. And, and usually financial planners will ask if you have some sort of legal documentation, just in case something does happen, God forbid, but, mm -hmm. um, Financial planners are so, so, so important, especially when you're, you know, wanting to do the bigger things like purchase a home. Oh, for sure. And so for those of you who want more details on this and some of the other topics that we're going to talk about today, you want more in-depth information, um, you can go to Ariel's Patreon channel. You could do a search for my name on Patreon, and we're going to have a separate little interview with Emily with a little bit more detail about this topic. So you can get in there and look at that. Uh, at another time. And I'd love to have you join us. But for, for us now, I've got another question for you yes. is what kind of financial mistakes have you seen people make? And if you could have given these people advice to prevent those mistakes, what would you have told them? So we're going to take a break. And after the break, Emily, I'm going to ask you to answer that question. Yeah. I look All forward right. to it. Fantastic. <laughs> This podcast is sponsored by Hubbard Education Group, creating wellness through education. If you've wanted to learn about being an empath, healing, energy work, consciousness, or massage, we have online and in-person courses for you. Find us on Facebook at Hubbard Education Group. That's Hubbard Education Group. Or go to www.arielhubbard.com. That's www.arielhubbard.com. And if you're on Clubhouse, you can find Ariel Hubbard by looking up Ariel Hubbard, A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D.
and we're back. Okay. So I was asking you, what kind of financial mistakes have you seen people make? And if you could give them advice to change that or prevent that, what would you tell them? The number one mistake that I have seen as a banker in my last five, five and a half years is credit cards. Wow. The amount of debt that people can get into through credit cards, because especially when you're young, especially when you're young, I, I am guilty. I did it. It was before I got into banking. So don't hate me, but <laughs> you can learn your lesson though. Didn't you? I learned my lesson. You know what I went and bought? I, I went and bought a pair of red bottoms thinking that I, Oh, I could afford it. I have a credit limit of this, this, and this. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> credit cards are there for emergencies and for 30% usage or under, I think that's something that so many people, especially younger people, mm-hmm. they don't understand. They think, Oh, um, Macy's is offering me a credit card. Kohl's is offering me a credit card. Um, grocery stores are doing it now. You can do like, there's so many different options. And the second you turn 18, you start getting those offers in the mail. And so they're like, Oh, this is cool. And you know, you just go crazy because you think it's available to you. So why not? Mm-hmm. But that, gets you into so much trouble. It can hurt your credit and your credit is not necessarily hard to repair, but it is. And it's, it's a long period of time mm-hmm. and a lot of commitment. Yes. So, so because there, there's revolving debt. There's de- debt for like stores, like holes mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever yeah. there there's that kind of debt. And there's also, you know, there's auto debt, there's mortgage debt, but those debts are, those debt types are classified differently right? And store debt is like the worst kind. And that's the kind where people tend to spend the most money. Right. Cause they think, Oh, I can shop at Macy's whenever I want. But what they don't realize is that the, the APR is like 20 something percent. It's so high. That's how they get you. Oh my God. (laughs) Think about this people. If you spend $300 on a pair of shoes Mm -hmm. and the APR is 25%. If you don't pay off that $300 by the end of the, um, the, end cycle. The, the, the end cycle, right. Um, they're going to charge you 25%. What's 25% of 300 bucks. That's a hundred dollars people. Now your shoes went from 300 bucks to 400 bucks. That's yeah. crazy. And that's, and if you don't pay it off, they're going to do it every single month every single month until you pay that off. So some people, if they're not paying attention, that could be a thousand dollar pair of shoes. Yep. And there are people, and the thing that's newer, um, that they've done for, um, credit cards is showing you, if you don't pay this debt off by this time, this is how much it's going to cost you. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, a long time ago, um, I had moved to Hawaii. I had planned to start a life there. I had money saved up. I was responsible. I got I had three jobs lined up. I get there. All three jobs fall through. I had to spend $7,000 to move back to the mainland because I had no, I had no job. Oh my I had no job. Gosh. Right. Three jobs. Yeah. All of them fell through. That's wow. $7,000. Even though I paid what the minimum payment was for years, like 10 years later, I owed like $25,000 on that, even though I'd been making minimum payments. Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. What credit cards. Now, yeah. if you pay off the credit card every month and you keep it under that 
that's fabulous. Right. Yeah. And that's, you can build your credit that way, but if you don't, and you get it on those, um, store credit cards, man, mm-hmm. you're setting that's yourself up for trouble. So I'm so glad you mentioned that. So I'm going to ask you questions, um, about like different types of, you know, information for different ages. So if somebody's yeah. in an early, like they're 18, 19, 20, mm-hmm. early twenties, what kind of suggestions would you make for them financially? If they're just starting out. I think if you're just starting out, it is super important to learn how to manage your money. So open an account, open a checking account and a savings account. And usually with banks, they'll have like a minimum balance requirement to avoid a fee or um, like you spend a certain amount using your associated debit card, usually with like a checking account. to avoid paying the fee. And so learning how to manage your money, learning how to save, how to budget, what your bills are. So like create a spreadsheet. There's a couple really great free options, like apps that you can use. Like I think one of them is like mint that -hmm. you can use to budget your money and it will track literally everything, all of your bills, your grocery shopping, your, it'll have like a little section for your fun activities. It'll track all of your subscriptions, like Netflix, HBO. Um, it'll track everything. And so learning how to do that early on, it sets you up for success. And so that way you learn those behaviors early on in your life. So that way you continue them throughout. That's fantastic. Now, what if you're in your older years, like you're in your fifties, your sixties or older what about those people? What do we do? Let's say we have bad habits. <laughs> Let's say we were never taught to, you know, a lot of women, they were never taught to make a budget. No, that, you know, no. you know, so what do those people do? What kind of habits would you recommend for us or positive behaviors? Would you recommend for us? Financially? I think, first of all, it's never too late to start you can always change your learned behaviors. Um, I think that's something that's super important. And people are usually like, no, I've been doing this for so long. This works well in the long run, it doesn't work. Right. So you really have to take a step back, look at your behaviors, financial behaviors, look at your accounts, your 401k. If you have one, your investments, look at everything, meet with a financial planner. It is never too late. It is never too late. Meet with someone who can help you budget out, make sure you are set up for retirement or you're on the right track or get you on the right track. I love it. That's excellent. That's a really good suggestion. Thank you. Um, I met with financial planners. They're awesome. I definitely recommend it too. Um, And obviously somebody who's been properly trained and who is licensed is really important. Someone who is licensed. Yes. (laughs) So are there any female business leaders that you admire? I know that's changing the subject, but I'm just thinking you probably interact with a lot of um, female entrepreneurs in your line of work. And I'm just wondering if there's anybody that you respect or admire in the business world. There's a lot, actually. So most of my clients are female small business owners. Wow. So my clients are who I admire because you, especially you, you guys put in the dedication, you run your business, you do everything, you do everything. And it is so important to really look around yourself and make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who you admire and who you look up to. Um, I know Ariel and I have amazing conversations outside of, um, 
podcasts and things like that. And so I think it's really important to have those people around you. Um, my chief banking officer, she has been an amazing role model for me as well. Um, kind of helping me pave the way as a female in corporate America. It is so important. It's so important to have people like that around you who can help you and guide you and who just want the best for you as well. 100%. Yeah. And there's some really great networking organizations out there for women. Um, and if people do research, they can find those. There's a lot of good ways to find female mentors or to be a mentor to someone else. So for our listeners out there, you know, if you're looking for a volunteering opportunity, you know, you could also be a mentor for someone you have experience and information and wisdom that's beneficial for other people. So I definitely recommend that too. Um, so, yeah, I was thinking about that. I was also asking you when we were talking before, I was thinking about what's a service that not everyone is familiar with. We, we talked about financial planning. We've talked about credit cards. We've talked about budgeting. We've talked about like paying attention to your bigger financial picture. If there's something that banks offer that, that we may not know about, what do you think that would be? I think investments and not necessarily, but every, you know, small investment firm investments, because most people are like, Oh, I I want, I have this money and I want it now. You know, like I want more money now instead of putting the money in and watching it grow throughout the year. That's what investments is. It is so cool to watch your money grow, right? Like that's what a 401k is. And that's why a lot of people, especially younger people, I would say younger people don't really understand the huge impact that investments has on your wealth, on your financial growth, on your net worth. So investments, and that could be real estate investment. That could be stocks, bonds, mutual funds, everything. Mind you, I am not- Passive income, residual income. Yes. And some of the people I talk to, they they suggest having different types of investments so that if something fails, everything else will be okay. Um, You know, they talk about that a lot. And residual and passive income are conversations that a lot of people are having. They're talking about digital assets, physical assets. These are all different things that people who are interested in investing and are successful talk about that I've seen recently as well. Yes, it's a thing. Uh, So um, if you want to hear more from Emily about her advice, suggestions, and ideas, I definitely recommend that you check out the Patreon episode for Woman Power Zone regarding the power of money. But for all of us today, Emily, we want to thank you for joining us. Um, Do you have any last minute tips or ideas right now that you could share with us? Anything that I didn't ask you that you thought about that you could share? I think the most important thing is to really look at your whole financial picture. I know we mentioned that before. No, but Shop- it's important. Look it's at important. the big picture. Yeah. Absolutely. Shop and around it's at banks. Oh, Shop shopping rounds. Ooh, tell me about that. Yeah. So look at your priorities, right? Of what you want out of a bank. Do you want something that's more convenient? where there's one of your banks on every corner, right? Or do you want something that's more intimate where you can text your banker, text your whoever, your accountant and say, hey, I have a quick question or hey, can you do this for me? And really look at what's important to you and find banks that match that. That's really important. And also Um, the products too. Yes. And now, I mean, there are the big banks 
and then there are credit unions, mm-hmm. right? And I, would you say there's anything in between those? Yeah, there's community banks, smaller banks. So I come from a community bank um, and where we focus mostly on our customers because we wouldn't be there without them. Um, so I think it's, for me, I came from a big bank. So I've been in both environments and mm-hmm. I can honestly tell you that the community bank experience is what I enjoy and what I like to have um, for my own personal banking. So a hundred percent. And for me as a customer of your community bank, I will tell you that it is so much better. I've never been able to text my banker and actually get answers back <laughs> like quickly or have them, you know, during COVID bring your ATM cards to your door. Like I've never had that level of customer service in my experience after banking for decades. And I've had to fire big banks because mm-hmm. of their lack of empathy, lack of customer service, lack of vision, just the way they treat everybody like a number. I've fired numerous big banks for this because I'm just done with being treated like that. A community bank is amazing and a great experience. Um, So sometimes I ask my guests, how can people find you? And I know that as a banker, um, you can't directly talk about where you work. I get that. But if people wanted to find you, could they look you up on LinkedIn, Emily? They can, yes. Okay. So Emily is fantastic. If you are in the Seattle area and you want excellent service and you want to find Emily, go look her up on LinkedIn. She's amazing. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about this issue. It is a thing and it's important for women to have that tool in their tool belt to live an empowered life. So thank you so much for talking with us today, Emily. You're Thanks awesome. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Totally my pleasure. And again, catch us on Patreon for more information. But to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. Remember to move with your power and into your magnificence. You're awesome and take care. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Are you experiencing overwhelm, frustration, stress, or anxiety? Do you need help with insomnia? We'll contact Ariel Hubbard at Hubbard Health Solutions. Ariel offers 25 modalities to help you move forward. You can deal with the pandemic and still experience balance and calm. Contact Ariel at arielhubbard.com. That's arielhubbard.com.